Welcome to The Bachelor Breakdown, where we break down the game of life. Especially the games that men play. I'm your girl, Erica. I'm Ashley. Let's break it down. Welcome back to another episode of The Bachelor Breakdown. Yay! Happy March. Happy Women's History Month. Yes. Um, in honor of Women's History Month, my shirt says, we should all be feminists. Oh, I like that. I don't know if you can catch that, but it is my belief we should all be feminist. Um, and be. each year, the according to history.com, the okay. National Women's History Alliance designates a yearly theme for Women's History Month. And oh, this year's this theme is? is Women Who Advocate for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. And this theme recognizes women who understand the need to eliminate bias and discrimination from individuals' lives and institutions. Oh, and we that. celebrate women and women Women's History Month. Um, I We do it all year. And it's yes. part, well, not part, it is the reason why we started this podcast is because oh, we believe that all women have unique stories to share and, mm -hmm. um, but we also have like a, a very unique shared experience as women um, and we aren't your typical married with kids women. No. I'm seeing, well, single-ish. I don't really know. Like single-ish. <laughs> relationship. Like, we have to explore that in a different but you know what? I consider single until you're married because when you have to go fill out a form you have until to you're legally single. married, you have to hit single. So, yeah. Well, I agree. So I'm not married. I'll say that. Single and with options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. options. Great options, right? He's going to hear that and not like that. Oh, um, sorry. I didn't mean any disrespect. You sound <laughs> wonderful. You really do. A great um, thing. <laughs> but I'm not married. I'll say that. And I have two kids. Um, mm -hmm. And we just, like, Eric and I share similar experiences. Um, but, like, I feel like women in this country, especially, mm -hmm. are very uh, pigeonholed into, if you're not married or you don't have kids by the age of 30, then, mm -hmm. you know, you're looked at, like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You must be yeah, and I feel like that paradigm is shifting. Um, I actually mm -hmm. saw something on, it's like a TikTok trend mm -hmm. that is like anti, it's like anti women who are anti-marriage, who don't want to be married. And then there are women who want, who are like, it's like the traditional housewife. So like mm -hmm. these two groups of women are kind of like making content based, like but focused in like women who want to be married and want to be that traditional housewife and women who don't. And I don't like that because if, I don't like, very, you know what like, I don't like about that, Ashley, yeah. though, is because I'm very traditional. I am extremely traditional. I 100% believe in marriage. I believe in a man and a wife. Um, I believe in having that household. I believe in this more traditional roles. Unfortunately, that is very difficult to find these days. So I've had to shift how I operate because. I'm not willing to put myself in a situation that I know ultimately is not right for me, right? right? So I think you have a lot of traditional women who are choosing to stay single until, like myself, you find someone who really makes 
life better, adds to your life, and is worth um, having a relationship with because relationships are not easy. I mean, they're work. And until you find someone you really want to do the work for, I have no interest in just saying I have a partner. That's of no interest to me. Yeah, I agree. And I I just don't like that women are now, you know, being pit against each other versus like housewife and then not, you know, women who don't want to be married at all. I think that creates confusion. And I think a lot of what society wants us to do is be against each other. Because if women really like sit down and understand each other and understand that we can have different experiences and different wants and needs based on who we are, then you get you get unity and and division ultimately like breeds I hate to sound like this but it it supports the patriarchy well, <laughs> you know yeah. like when women are divided um mm-hmm. it supports patriarchy which mm-hmm. is a whole nother podcast episode yeah but to bring it back to, to, sorry to today, we went off um, I was like, Let we just me. like to celebrate all women and unite women yeah. with our shared experiences and stories mm-hmm. so that women don't feel like so isolated oh, wow. and alone. So yeah. that's why we started this and that's why we do this. Um, mm-hmm. But in our topic, to like getting on topic, our topic today is uh, waiting on men. Should women wait on men to live their lives? And I always mm-hmm. say, and I will continue to say that money matures and men don't. And I know people are going to hear that and be like, oh, you hate men. I don't hate men. No, From my experience, I dealt with a man for Mm -hmm. a really long time who always said, just wait for me. At every step of our relationship, it was, well, if you can just wait Mm -hmm. to get married, to... um, buy a house, to go back to school, like every part of my life while I was with him, I was waiting on him in some Mm -hmm. capacity. And what that did was it really stunted my own personal growth and evolution. And it, it's, it's like, it's stifling and almost suffocating because when you, when you are stagnant, very and right. to be stagnant is death. There's no yeah. movement. There's right. no blood flow. There's no, there's no life. Yeah. And a piece of you die. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. Like, I mean, a piece of you, like, like that, the parts of you that are connected to like your passions, your dreams, your creativity, um, your growth, like mm-hmm. who you are, what your purpose, purpose is in this world. Mm-hmm. it does die a little bit and it's exactly. like that stagnant be waiting on someone else in order mm-hmm. to give yourself permission to do what it is that you want to do mm-hmm. is um I think it's, it's a very dishonoring to you and your life mm-hmm. and your calling and what you want because what women aren't taught is that you can absolutely go after your dreams you can absolutely mm-hmm. have a family you can absolutely be married and continue to build your life, the life that you want to live while sim- simultaneously building with a partner. And I but, think, what? but, but this is a thing, what? but you can only do those things that you mentioned with the right partner. Exactly. 
That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> because if, if you don't have the right partner, you're not going to have time to have a family, to go after your dreams, to keep, you know, you're just not going to. So it comes down to the right partner. But in the opposite spectrum of what you're talking about, you're talking about someone who's in a relationship with someone who's committed, whether you're married or you've been together for years and you're committed. I can kind of speak to someone who's single, who's not attached at all to anyone. Um, you're still the waiting game. And I used to do this. I don't do it anymore, but I see it with a lot of friends now, which is what I call they're doing the waiting game with guys who have no commitment to them. And I call it like they're picking up crumbs. So these guys will keep up enough communication with them where the friend thinks, oh, maybe there's something, maybe he'll ask me out, maybe something will start to form. Yet the guy never makes that ultimate move to really connect, to really take time out to, you know, to get together with each other. Mm -hmm. And I find that I think most women can kind of identify with this. You have about three or four guys that do this consistently, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, where, and I just call it, they want you to pick up the crumbs and be, you know, excited for this little, well, it's like they want. They want the the benefits of a relationship, but they without the commitment. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. I actually had someone tell me the other day that their friend, mm -hmm. um, their friend <laughs> just like ended a relationship, okay. and then like a few days later was with someone else. And I'm like, as, as someone who was single for a very long time, like I don't relationship hop. I'm not going back and forth in relationships. Um, or, and I don't have someone waiting. No, right? Like, either. like there are women who mm -hmm. love, and I know, like, I know so many women like this. There are women who love, love one man. Mm -hmm. And like professional women, women with their own money, women that have built a life for themselves, women that do own their own homes, women that have it all, uh, you know, as defined by us, mm -hmm. but choose one man to commit to mm -hmm. when that man doesn't commit to them, is not in a relationship with them. They know wow. that man is out seeing other women, mm -hmm. but commit to waiting for that man to be mm. ready to be in a relationship with them. I know so many women and every time like, like they will even women, these women will even like know that the man is in a relationship with somebody else and wait until that relationship ends so that they pick back up where they left off with that man. And, and for those women, and here's the thing. There's no judgment here. Like you live your life however you want to. You've built a life. You have your own shit. You mm -hmm. have your career. You have everything except that partner that you want. Mm -hmm. So you create the terms for your life. And two women who are in those type of experiences, if that is what you want, then that is absolutely what you should have. But I will say one thing, Ashley. Okay. I will say one thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And someone said this and I was like, oh, and I probably will butcher it. But you date, how you date and who you date is based on your own self-esteem. Yeah. So how you see yourself is how you date. And in the day, back in the day, I'd yeah, be willing to take the crumbs. 
But honey, I don't take crumbs anymore. I yeah. don't. I don't wait because I know my worth and I know what kind of partner I am and I'm not willing to even entertain and spend any of my energy on something that for me, I don't see the potential in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to share on your self-esteem. I don't like to share and I don't want to feel like I'm the second option. And I'm not saying that these women are are the second option. I'm just saying if that fits your lifestyle, because sometimes, you know, what I'm learning as, I get older is like, I have the right to choose. If I want to be in a relationship, I can. If I want to have my own life and then like dibble and dabble here and there, fine. Um, but as long as you're not like looking for, waiting for a man to commit to you, um, I feel like that that is the difference. Or waiting for a man to define you or give value or credit or worthiness to your life. I feel like those those are the key indicators of like, is this really healthy for me? Is it working for me? Or am I waiting to be validated? Am I waiting to feel worthy of um, through a relationship versus within, from within myself? Um, yeah, I just, cause I did, I spent so much, I thought my narrative was, and I was in a relationship, but mm-hmm. waiting to live my, you know, create my own life and do the things that bring me joy. Same. Some women love, some women love being a housewife. I have a friend that loves being a housewife. She has four mm-hmm. kids. She's happily married and she loves being a housewife. Mm-hmm. I were, I was never married, but we were engaged and I mm-hmm. did work at the home. I wasn't a housewife. I got I don't know what the term is. I was a stay at home mom. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It was suffocating for me. Suffocating. Mm-hmm. I love learning. I mm-hmm. am intelligent. And I'm not saying that intelligent women aren't house house. No, do not get me wrong. Right. Don't mistake my words. What I'm saying is I needed something outside of raising my kids to um stimulate me. You know? Like I enjoy adult conversations. I enjoy research. I enjoy being in an academic setting. Like I enjoy learning. Um, And at times being a stay-at-home partner was suffocating because I was meeting everyone else's needs, but I wasn't getting my needs met. Mm -hmm. And I feel like stay-at-home moms and housewives, the domestic labor that- um, Interesting, they're working. Oh, no, they're working. They're not getting paid for it. You can't- stay-at-home moms i'm like i'm exhausted for you so yeah they, they they're not getting paid for it so <laughs> and that's the issue for that was the issue for me like i am expending so much energy um mm-hmm. i'm not being stimulated in the ways that i need to be stimulated in order to keep my mental health healthy my mental yeah. health um and what i'm doing is not being valued it's being treated like it's easy basic work and yeah. it's not. Um, so in the waiting, and this is where I, and this is for me personally, and I know so many other women can relate to this. Like when that relationship ends, all the things that I did, that I can't put them on a resume. I can't go and say, hey, these are all of the things that I did. And my ex is not going to give me a good recommendation or referral. <laughs> so it's like, once that relationship ends, what what are you doing next? 
because you've spent 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years working in a domestic capacity and not even like domestic, like I did all type of like PR work for my ex, like business work for him. I, I could put it on a resume, but he's not ever going to say anything good about yeah, me. Yeah, reference. He's going to be a horrible reference. Um, <laughs> so like, where does that leave me? Like yeah. when, it, when it all yeah. ends. And that like leads us right into our scouting report. Um, where it's where like part of our podcast, the segment where we break down facts and figures to help support, mm-hmm. you know, what we find to be true in the game of life. Um, half of marriages end in divorce. So you've spent three to five years dating someone, being engaged, and then getting married. And then mm-hmm. half of marriages end in divorce. Um, most marriages last about eight years and then a divorce. So if you take the lower end of that, you've dated for three years and then you got married and then you're married for eight years. That's 11 years of your life. That's over a decade of your life yeah. that, you know, you've been waiting and and potentially living what you thought your life would be and then it mm-hmm. ends yeah. and then surprisingly second and third marriages fail at a higher rate than first marriages so you can spend a whole lifetime trying to be validated feel worthy through a relationship through a connection through a marriage and still not attain that and yeah. that's why i say money matures and men don't like some women don't ever mature it's not about women or women maturing like always invest in yourself like the waiting the the game the waiting game is not lucrative for women because while women are waiting to get married to be in a relationship to attain Mm -hmm. their goals and dreams while they're Mm -hmm. in the relationship or waiting for kids to graduate from high school so they can go back to school whatever women are waiting for we are losing the 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 gain that we could you know if we did it if we went back to school if we bought the house if we Mm -hmm. had the career while we were waiting for the relationship we wouldn't be missing out it's like lost gains like we wouldn't be losing what potentially we could gain and honestly actually i think ultimately um, by women, and this also goes for men because both sides can deal with it. If you choose not to wait, it makes you um, a better partner. And yes. I think because you will also be fulfilled, you'll have a happy, I think you'll be happier. Um, and like I said, it's all about having the right partner who also respects what you want. So you guys can tag team together. Okay. What are yeah. his goals? What are your goals? How can we come together to make sure both of our goals are met? So ultimately we're both fulfilled and happy, which would lead to a longer marriage, happier right. marriage. So um, I think that um, it just comes back to finding the right partner and having that communication, you know? Yeah, I think finding the right partner is so hard. So, well, yeah. I mean. That's why I'm single. <laughs> Finding the right partner is so hard. And I think if we, I think if women focus, and it's hard to do because it's ingrained in our society and women are taught every day, like to, to be partnered. Like that's the message to be partnered. Mm -hmm. I have the, I have the heat on too hot in here. And then I have a sweat. If you're listening to this, Erica is burning up and she has pulled out. (laughs) I have pulled out, girl. A coupon I'm keeping. This is the best mascara, by the way. Just, you know. 
let you know Thrive Cosmetics doing the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> oh my God. No, because it's ingrained in our society that women yeah. need to be partnered in order to be fulfilled. Um, women but you always- know what's really cool, actually? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Um, is that I was reading uh, in an article the other day that um, majority of the housing market is actually owned by single women. I read, I saw that single women own more homes than single men. Yes. And I I found that very interesting because that is like indicative of women aren't waiting. Like women, women aren't waiting, you know, 70 years ago, women couldn't get credit. So women aren't waiting. Like we're buying homes. Actually, like, that's why I say money matures and men don't because Mm -hmm. women need to start investing in like the market. Like women, you can set as a woman today, you can set yourself up to be financially stable, financially independent. So when, when someone does come along, if you choose to be partnered, you're not dependent on them to survive, right? Relationships have evolved and we're not dependent on people to survive anymore. We can create our own lives and then when that person comes along, you complement each other versus the need to complete. Yeah, and you're coming together as full as two, you know, whole pieces, two whole right. individuals. Whereas, and I think I've mentioned this before, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast or when we were just hanging out, but, you know, I have some friends that are, oh my gosh, like so accomplished. These women are so accomplished. I mean, their resumes, you're like, what? And they, I can tell a lot of their ha- unhappiness is attributed to them waiting for this partner before they can start their life. And when I mean start their life, I mean for them, a lot of them really want to buy their first home. They mm-hmm. want to put down roots. They want to start traveling and and having kids and all these fun things, mm-hmm. but they're waiting for the partner and they're just miserable. And, yeah. and my thing to them is, I believe in marriage too. And I think it's beautiful, but only with the right partner. Cause like I said, I've seen a lot of people's lives ruined and ended yeah. because of choosing the wrong partner, which is why I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not, I'm, I'm that kid where if you tell me the stove's hot, honey, you I trust you. I don't you need believe. to go look and see <laughs> if the stove's hot and put my hand. No, I trust you. You said it's hot. It's hot. So I learned from example. I've always been that way. Right. And, um, a lot of my friends, like I said, I just find them really being like we mentioned earlier, stagnant in their life, mm-hmm. which is miserable. And they're waiting for someone to buy the house with, to settle down and have the kids mm. with. Yeah. Miserable. But then also on the other side of the spectrum, I have friends who have bought the house, who still have the career. And guess what? They're pregnant by choice. They've done IVF and mm-hmm. they're having their own children. And because they're of a certain age, you're going to age out pretty soon. So if you want to be a mother, you got to do it on your own, or you have to do it with someone you're not hundred percent sure about, which then is going to negatively affect you as far as your connection. It's going to negatively affect your child. Yeah. So, you know, I'm seeing both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, Not to say one is right over the other, but women are making choices. Yeah. I think. Well, one, it all starts with like defining your life, right? Like clearing out all of the narratives and um, pass down belief systems from 
decades ago. Like mm-hmm. really taking the time. And this is for people who like, you know, young young ladies, 18 years old, graduating from high school, starting out on their own. Like this is the advice that I would give Brooklyn or my daughter, mm-hmm. Rael. Like I would tell them like, hey, take the time to really, like you're just leaving your parents' house. Take the time to really figure out what you want. Because for the past 18 years, you've been... Mm-hmm inheriting ideas, beliefs, values oh, that's true. from the people around you, which mm-hmm. is not bad. I mean, I would have to say some are valuable and some you can shed mm-hmm. because you need to figure out what works for you. What do you believe? What do you value? What do you want? Yeah, 100%. Um, and if you don't know, take time, take some years to really yeah, figure it out. But because Women have been pushed so hard to have kids young. Well, you have to have kids young because if you don't, you won't be able to have them. Like mm-hmm. we, technology and science is so advanced now. Oh, yeah. Take the time, take all the time that you need to figure out what it is you want in Why? your life. You mm-hmm. don't have to have children early. You can always freeze your eggs. You don't mm-hmm. have, you're not, we don't face the same pressures as you did 70 mm-hmm. years ago. So taking the time to really explore and to connect with yourself and to define what you want your life to experience to be at 20, at 30, at 40, and always be flexible and know that that can change. And it's like defining life on your own terms and living your life every day and choosing every day what it is that you want. You don't have like no one's definition of life is yours. You can define your own life and that will keep you if you're young, that will keep you from waiting. And if you are partnered in waiting for your kids to grow up, to go back to school, or your your husband to, you know, retire in, in order to start working, like in order for it to be your turn to work, like you don't have mm-hmm. to wait. Yeah. You don't have to wait. And I know it can be hard to have hard conversations with your partner and say, this is what I want to do. How do I, we figure out a way to support me and what I want to, want to do? Because in order for me to be a great partner, I need to yeah. be fulfilled in all ways of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're, not sing- if you're not married, if you are single mm-hmm. and you're waiting for a partner to buy a home, mm-hmm. you know, move, travel, don't wait. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait. Yeah. I think the more you get into doing those things, the more you will attract the person that also mm-hmm. wants to do those things and the partner to be able to support you in doing all the things. Boom. So well said, because you hit the nail on the head. It is because I have been single for what, mm-hmm. over three years now. I more than ever know the kind of partner I need. I've never really, I went from relationship to relationship to relationship, and I never really took the time to get to know me because back in the day, Ashley, I hate to admit this, but I think a lot of people are this way. I'm someone who's very easygoing and I never really knew what I liked. I kind of just took on the, um, the things that my partner liked. You know, because I was like, oh, whatever, you know, if my partner likes surfing, girl, I was out in Malibu surfing, <laughs> you know, like that's who I was. My partner liked hiking. I was hiking with him. Right, right. You know, I was always taking on what they liked. And and because I'm someone who I'm kind of a chameleon, like I said, very easygoing. I was actually happy because I always like learning new things and doing new things. 
But there was also a problem with that in that I was losing myself. They asked me what I wanted to eat, Ash, and I'd be like, I don't know. What do you want to eat? You know, yeah. I was always letting them decide where we traveled, what we ate, what we did. I was always with their friends. I didn't have my own identity. And right. it wasn't until I've been single now for years that now I really know what Erica likes. Right. I know what Erica doesn't like. I know what I don't like to do. I know what I do want to do. And I actually know what kind of partner I need. Yes. Um, down to what kind of career would be great as far as a partner <laughs> for me. Like I know, you know, I know I want a man who knows how to use his hands, like that can work, like whether it's building stuff, I'm construct like I know someone that's gonna right. compliment what I like, you know? So having those shared interests. And like yeah. I said, I'm so open. So if you're out Everyone there. Somebody needs to fix her house and build her house. I'm just like interior design, right? And I and I love antiques and I love repurposing furniture. So yeah. I want someone who shares that same interest. Right. So someone who's like thinks that antiques are haunted or spooky is not going to work because they won't want to come to my house. So, you know, it's just as you take this time being alone, you start to really um, know yourself and kind right. of understand maybe where in the past you kind of failed. And in right. a way, when I look back in those relationships, they probably thought that they were, you know, um, what is that they call people? Your fished cat, no, catfished. Uh, okay. And then not really catfish because that was me. But the thing is, that, um, uh, they're thinking they have a girl that loves surfing and all this stuff. But oh, in fact, it was like your representative. That was like yeah. your representative, who you were representing yourself as in order exactly. for them to be interested, to invest in you. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't really fair to them, you know? Right. Yeah. Which, which I feel like a lot of people do. Like a lot of people, that's why mine was like, you, when you first meet someone, you meet their representative. You're not really yes. meeting them until some time has passed and those mm -hmm. like layers start coming off. Then it's like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And you're like, yeah. oh, you only wanted to do that in order to, to get me, in order mm -hmm. for me to be invested in this relationship. And once I'm invested, now you want to show your true self. And men do that all the time. So yeah. I think, but, but I think a lot of people don't intentionally mean to do it. I right. think it happens because guess what? We don't do the work right. and we don't sit alone with ourselves enough to really hear our own thoughts and understand ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we so, think this is who we, we need to be who they want us to be yes. or they won't like us. Exactly. We need to be ourselves. And if they like us, great. And if they don't, right. great. Great. And it and gets me closer to the person who actually does like me. A hundred percent. And I think it's okay. Um, I think what I also learned in this time of, you know, really being by myself is understanding that it's okay also to date someone who is polar opposite. You know, it's okay because I've some of the best relationships, they are polar opposites. But yep. what's so great about being polar opposites is that I have a friend who her husband loves to golf. She hates it. But guess what? She respects his love and she allows him to have his free time to be fulfilled and to do his thing by himself. And he respects her free time of doing what she enjoys. So they are still able to continue to be themselves yeah. and do what they love separately. And then yeah. they come back together as a whole. So it's I think that's a beautiful compliment, too. It's I just I agree. Yeah. It's again, the right partner. <laughs> right.
So yeah, so it's just I think I prematurely gave the in-game adjustments, but we're just gonna go oh, sorry. I'm just gonna give a few more. I just think like I went on a rant earlier about like sorry. each you know, at each age, you, you know, what women yeah. should be doing. Um mm-hmm. but I just want to reiterate like you don't have to wait for anyone, man, woman, to mature mm-hmm. in order to give you the life or live the life that you want to live. Yeah. Invest in yourself physically, mm-hmm. financially, emotionally, intellectually. Invest in yourself. Give yourself everything that you need because you will yeah. always get a return on that investment. Investing in someone else with the hopes that they give you what you need is a big risk that mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of women take and we don't see a return on. Mm-hmm. So if you are in any of those situations that we kind of talk, have talked about throughout the, the episode, mm-hmm. build a life, make sure you build a life of your own. Like it's not de- your life and who you're with is not dependent on who you're with. Again, you complement each other if you find the right partner and your, your life can be great with in partnerships, but make sure you're always investing in you at every level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and selfishly, like invest in yourself more than you invest in others. Women aren't taught that, you know, we are, we are taught to be like givers and nurturers and care for everyone else before we care for ourselves. But as women, we need to make sure that we are pouring into ourselves just as much, if not more than we pour into others. Because when we get depleted, it affects everyone, right? <laughs> true. Um, and, true. and always, like this mm-hmm. was the best. So when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. I was 17 years old mm-hmm. when I started dating my ex. Okay. And my high school guidance counselor gave me the best advice because she knew him and she knew I just started dating him. And she gave me the best advice ever. She told me, always have your own shit. No matter who you're with, no matter who you're married to, no matter she's like, always have your own shit. Because Mm -hmm. a man that has the ability to feed you has the ability to starve you. And that was the best advice that she that I've ever received throughout my life. Because I was with someone, like not when I was 17, but we we did grow and Mm -hmm. and start building a life together. And that life required me to sacrifice having a career and raise Mm -hmm. my and raise kids. And Mm -hmm. he was the primary, the only breadwinner. He made all the money and he made great money. But Mm -hmm. if I didn't have my own shit, when that relationship ended, I Mm -hmm. would be um in a corner balled up crying somewhere because I wouldn't be able yeah. to care for myself or my children. I have a question for you because this is a question I think about, like um, for so many women who are stay at home moms, right. And their husbands work in that more traditional model. Mm-hmm. It, it is imperative to have someone at home with the kids for the development. Yes. Also, I think for the kids foundation, their safety, um, yes. And it's a lot of work to keep a household going, especially if the husband is out working those long hours. Yes. My question is, because that is such an imperative role as well, women in that position, how can they kind of keep themselves safe? Because I don't know if a lot of women have the time to do something extra to have their own. Do you have any like 
piece of it of, of advice for women that are in that role, which is very important and, and, and lucrative for the family and the development. Yes. So I think I think this is the uh, total like an independent episode. Yeah. Like topic we need to do like a full episode on, but like quickly. So if you are a stay at home mom, if you are a housewife, because some people are married and some aren't. Some people aren't like for in my I'll use my experience specifically. Um, we were not married, but he, I, we were high school sweethearts. I had known him since I was 17. We started dating when I was 17 and I trusted him. We, I didn't, I, I'm not the woman that needed to be married. If we got married, great. If we didn't, I was fine. Um, because I trusted that he would do the right thing if we ever separated. Um, but again, because my mentor gave my high school guidance counselor, who's my mentor, gave me that advice, always have your own shit. I did finish college. I finished my undergraduate degree. I did go back and get a graduate degree. So I did have some space to do, to mom and be a partner. And Okay. So you, you just know, made it happen. You I found- just made it happen. Did it, did it have an effect on my relationship? Mm, I, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't say yes for sure. You got your master's. Yes. Yeah. Um, but throughout that time, like mm-hmm. I have always beat to my own drum where some of the women who were partnered with men who had the same career as my ex, they would, they weren't focused on what if this goes wrong? Like what if, yeah. what if this ends? Yeah. What do, what would I need? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I made sure like all of the things that he bought me were in my name. So if he bought me a car, like, he would oh, put the name. I see. Um, we yeah. bought a house together. He put my name on it. Um, oh, I made. I, I was never legally married, but I made sure that that he respected me enough as his partner because that's what you do yeah. as partners. Like you yes. respect. We might not be married, mm-hmm. but as your partner, this is our mm-hmm. life that we have built together. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the things that I need as your partner. So I made sure that. Yeah. So Ashley, like in that situation, had he not been um, willing to put your name on the house, would you have walked away? I'm just saying for another woman who's in that situation, let's say the guy's like, I'm not going to put your name on the house. Do you think, I'm just saying, what are some in-game adjustments they can do? Um, um, I, think it's, I think would it's situation you- specific because mm-hmm. even though he did those things, he was very financially abusive. Um, mm-hmm. he would cut my, like if he got mad at something, he would like, first thing he would do was cut me off financially. Um, cut my cards off, stop my wire. He would do it. And it wouldn't even be like, it was a control piece. Like that was the control yeah. piece because he yeah. had, because he knew like, I'm smart. I'm independent. I'm an independent thinker. Mm-hmm. That was the only piece of me he could control. Cause he knew I didn't work and I hadn't worked in so long. So it's not like I'm gonna go out and get a job that could yeah. support me and my kids financially. Yes. I'm not going to make what I, could have been making if I would have built my career whilst I'm continuously yeah. being in that relationship. Um, yeah. I would be starting all over again. So for women who are in that situation, I know married women whose name isn't on their house, um, who want that security. But for it's very hard when you are in a partnership with someone and you have to trust that they are going to make the right financial decisions for your family and that they value you as a partner. I don't think it's the money piece. The money is just the physical manifestation of the respect and the connection and the commitment part. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So whatever you're experiencing financially is representative of the level of respect in your partnership, Mm. Um, which is hard. It's hard to realize that. Mm -hmm. But if you, okay, so here's, here's what I can give you. If you are in a Mm -hmm. woman who's in a relationship with a man who makes, who's a primary breadwinner. Yes. Save what you can. You don't have to make a big fuss about it. You don't, it, a lot of women don't have the language. And so why we should, I want to do, we, we'll do a full podcast on this full episode on this. Um, I guess save gifts, save money, whatever save you can. Whatever you can. And you don't have, don't make a big fuss about it. Like, because mm-hmm. a lot of women don't have the words mm-hmm. or the script to have these conversations with their partner and bringing it up is a source of, um friction it will create more friction and distrust because your partner's gonna be like why does this matter to you now why don't you trust me now i'm sorry i had so many questions i just know like if i was in that situation and i kind of felt stuck i'd be like i just want some advice whether i take it or not i think it's um it's helpful to hear someone else's perspective and take on something who's been there too and um, I think whether you take the same train of uh, thought or advice, I think it helps to just get the wheels going on what you can do in your own situation. Because like you said, every situation is different. Yes. But um, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. And, and I want to leave everyone with two quotes, okay. which is, and if you'll say it again, um, a man that can. A man that has the ability to feed you has the ability to starve you. So always so, have your own shit. <laughs> Always. So I think that's a great one to lead off with, as well as you date based on your own self-esteem. So just always check back with yourself about um, who this person is and if they're worth your investment and if they compliment you and make your life better. So remember, always check in with yourself and you date based on your self-esteem. So and and before you invest in others, invest in yourself, because any investment that you make in yourself, you will see a return on, whereas others, you're not yeah. guaranteed. And it's a, it's more of a risk. Um, so with that, thank you all for joining us for another episode of The Bachelor Breakdown. Um, we'll see you next month. And until the next time, do you, be you, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.